Hello. Welcome to the Parents Who PR podcast. My name is Zach Ranellis, and I'm a father of a soon-to-be two-year-old and a soon-to-be-born second son just about six weeks after this recording. I'm also a 216 marathoner and a two-time Olympic trials qualifier in that distance. I came up with the idea for this podcast about a year ago as I was struggling to get up for my early morning runs, my post-school runs, and pre-daycare pickup runs while I was seeing my friends who haven't started families yet have a lot of this free time I no longer had, but I was also seeing people like Kira D'Amato and Peter Bromka and a lot of other inspirational people out there still pushing themselves to the limit in the sport while maintaining a busy family life at home. And I thought to myself, if I could interview some of these people, maybe I could help teach others how to maintain this balance regardless of level that uh, they're at in the sport. And I figured I could learn from some really valuable lessons from them as well. So I'm going to seek to find a lot of diverse parents and guardians pushing the limits in this sport and still finding high levels of performance while also having a really vibrant and beautiful family life at home. So for this first episode, I'll be interviewing my friend Peter Bromka, who I believe I first told about this podcast last year at the pre-race shakeout for Tracksmith for the Grandma's Marathon. And it took me a while to get this started, but I hope you'll enjoy all right. Hey, Peter, welcome to my first podcast recording. Um, just another straight white male starting a podcast. <laughs> so. We got two straight white men talking on the phone that's called a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of hopefully many guests. Um, but, you know, I think it was like the first time I thought of this idea. I was running with you um, back in, in Portland on, uh, oh, yeah. I think even maybe even during grandma's, I kind of first thought of this and then flushed out more on our forest park run that I wanted to interview oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. parents who, who PR parents who run, um, and still are kind of pushing themselves in the sport, even as schedules get crazier and, and life throws different things at them. So I myself am, am a father and we're expecting our next son in six weeks. Oh, congrats. Um, thank you. It's very, very close. Um, and, and you're one of the more uh, famous dad runners out there, I, I would say. Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> setting the bar pretty high for for, for dad runners out there. Um, oh, thanks. So the, the first question I had, um, and to introduce yourself to, to guests, um, yeah. is tell me a little bit about yourself as a parent. When did you become one? How many kids do you have? Oh man. Um, so my son turns eight next week. Um, so he was born in the spring of 2015 and I was getting, I grew up a runner, um, and was getting sort of more back into taking the sport seriously as a, you know, amateur hobby in 2013, 2014. And then, yeah, it was, it's been a whole emotional journey that I'm sure we'll talk about, but like I ran the Chicago marathon in 2014 and PR ran 236 and was really proud of it. And I remember in the moment being like, this might be the fastest I ever run because my son is going to be born in like six months and you know, who knows what life will be like. And so that was a big motivating factor for me in that moment. It was like, gotta go, gotta go. Uh, you know, right when you want to give in in a marathon, I was like, I have to make the most of this. It's a beautiful day in Chicago and don't want to look back and be like, and then life turned upside down and I didn't, I never really gave it my all. So, um, yeah, my son, Will was born in spring of 15 and you know, it wasn't easy. I, everyone is on their own journey and I've, the older I get, the older he gets, I try to just really like talk about my experience and not 
press on anyone. You know, a teammate of mine has like a two month old now, and I try not to like overburden him with like, watch out for this. Oh no, for this. Um, because you know, every kid is different. Will was born on time, but, um, had trouble with breastfeeding. So he didn't gain weight all that quickly, which was incredibly stressful. And uh, I think different, many parents know that journey of trying to troubleshoot how to make sure your little healthy baby continues to grow. Um, and then we, we saw lactation consultant multiple times in the first few weeks. And I don't know maybe you had a similar experience. We walked in like, what are we doing wrong? Why, why is this not working out? He won't (laughs) Mm -hmm. stop crying. All of that. Um, and also just like looking back, even like a few years later, you're kind of like, what, why did we make the decisions we made? Like we, you're just so tired. I I mean, then I, I, we were so tired. This is what I mean to say. Like, I don't want to tell other parents how they're going to feel or like maybe they'll, you know, some kids sleep perfectly. Some kids don't sleep at all. Um, and so every parent is on their own journey, but yeah, the, the totally newness, um, and then not knowing who you exactly should trust. And then it really stressed all sorts of re- relationships in our life. Cause people are kind of weighing in with, and not sure, being sure how to weigh in. Um, so I would say like a solid, um, six months of just, um, fatigue and stress. And I remember I went for some runs, like I knew I needed to get some miles in just to feel normal. But I also was like, maybe I'll just close my eyes while I'm going down the road, like, <laughs> <laughs> like get a little bit of a little shut eye while I'm out here. Um, and yeah, then the, it all culminated actually in the fatigue in, uh, the four month sleep regression, which not everyone goes through, but our son went through and we went to a wedding. Um, and, I just will never forget like being off to the side of the dance floor, giving my wife a hug. And she was like sobbing because we were so tired. She's like, I wanted to have fun at this wedding. You know, oh like, my gosh. When you're, you're going through it and you're like at two months, you're like, okay, but in two months from now there's a wedding and we're going to be like our fun, normal selves by then. And he had been, you know, waking up 10 times a night or something like for that two week span. So you're just like, you're just both shells of yourself, but then, you know, started to come out of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, now that my son is seven and I only have one child, I often feel like I'm on only like, you know, it's always evolving, but also not the super advanced level. Like I have friends who then had their second kid, then had their third kid. And you're kind of like, Oh man, I don't want to <laughs> over. You chose to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My friend had a saying, Life got good, so then we decided to blow it all up again. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how we've been feeling, and I mean, we're we're about six weeks out now, and we feel like, oh man, you know, he's he turns two actually in a week and a half, yeah. and things are not easy, <laughs> but but at the moment, we're like we've got a pretty good routine. Um, we feel like we've got a schedule, we've got a sleep schedule, we've got a nap schedule, and yeah, everyone's kind of comfortable, and we're like, oh, let's just end this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is too easy. We want to level up. Too uh, easy. Yeah, let's let's turn the so difficulty funny. up for sure. I think I I remember my first run I did was uh ten days after Miles was okay. born. Yeah. And it was a very like I think it was six miles um with my best friend Jeff. Um and I think it's because we had a, a parent, a, a grandparent over to be able to um mm. watch and Meg chose, I think, to sleep and I chose to go on a run for that cherished um free time. <laughs> and I showed up to his house. Um and he told me as as soon as I arrived, um, Jeff's a pretty blunt guy. He's like, "You look, you look like you haven't slept much, bud." I was like, yeah. "No, <laughs> no, I have not." Um, yeah. And I remember, I, I don't remember feeling good on a run until at least 
at least like the four four or five month oh, mark yeah. of, of him being alive. I, I think I put in like some 20 to 30 mile weeks um, cool. yeah. and just like felt like I was running 100 mile weeks because <laughs> <laughs> it was going on like four to five hours of sleep every 24 hours probably. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we should also say his dad's like, we obviously are on our own little world. And oh, for sure. I, mean, I listen to these stories or read stories about, you know, female athletes coming back. I mean, whether it's short, medium, or longer time frames, and I just can't even um, fathom it. I mean, I think it's like filed under things we can't fathom, but like, yeah, the um, coordinating all the things correctly to um, be able to begin to get back running after having given childbirth. I just feel a need to give oh, a yeah. shout out there. I just am like, that's hoping 10x that. more ridiculous. Definitely. I'm hoping to interview some some people in the future. I can give a yeah. pretty good um, insight. So if you're listening, uh, please reach out. Um, yeah, so I've got some more questions about some of that stuff later. But um, second question, because I wanted to focus on parenting overall for this. But second question, tell me a little bit about yourself as a runner. What are, what are some um, some things that you've done in, in your running career that you're you're proud of? And what are you preparing for at the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, to jump to the end, we're both running Boston in uh, just under three weeks. Um, yeah, so it's very, 18 days, I believe. 18 right days. Here, yeah. Well, I'm not sure when this will come out, but it's uh, very exciting. And it's what we're pointing to. So I grew up a runner as a kid, um, just sort of on the side of everything. I was a soccer player and then ended up realizing I was a better runner than a soccer player. So got into that more in high school and then went to a small division or division three university, Tufts University in Boston and um, had an awesome time, but also was injured and like angsty, about being, I mean, being injured is the worst. And so um, I always like to say, like, back in college, I thought you just needed to want it more to, like, push through anything you were facing. So I was, like, kind of, you know, um, the beauty of East Coast running is you can go, like, cross-country, indoor, outdoor, then, you know, take no time off, basically, and start it all again. Um, so I was pretty much, like, burnt out, but having, having the time of my life with my friends, um, for four years. And then, um, afterwards ran, I was living in Boston. So I ran the Boston marathon as a charity runner. And then I came back the next year and broke three as a regular runner. And I was like, I guess I'm done here. Like I sort of, I mean, what gets bigger than the Boston marathon? Um, you know, my favorite thing in running was like the big meets with everyone like trying their hardest and everyone screaming and just like, um, whether that was indoor or outdoor or cross country. And so then the Boston marathon seemed like the closest thing to that. Like, and it was pretty it's the awesome. Super Bowl of running, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like totally nuts. And then I was, you know, in my mid twenties and I was like, okay, I'm pretty good. So, um, I don't need, I'm like, I'm, I'm good here. I don't really need to push on my PRs or I didn't really, wasn't captivated by anything. So I went kind of like into the normal, I think like, you know, run every few days. Um, I was still getting up before work every, you know, every once in a while. Um, but then about a decade ago, it's actually kind of this poetic moment because the Boston bombings happened in 2013 and mm -hmm. I was starting to run more frequently. Like, you know, I was in my mid thirties and like less like, Oh, maybe I was going out last night. Like I was like living, I mean, I was married and like less living a more consistent lifestyle. And so I had been running more starting to then, calm down. <laughs> yeah chilling out a bit for sure not that i was ever that crazy but um so anyways like i a bunch of friends and i were like oh man boston bombing happened we we should all be there for 2014 um it was we all kind of knew that with boston strong and everything that had gone down like 2014 was going to be a really big year so i uh, 
trained a little bit, qualified, um, got injured in the process. So like spent the summer of, uh, 2013, like all angsty and like, you know, being the worst family version of myself, like we're out <laughs> on vacation and I'm like stretching my hamstring and I'm like, God, runners are the worst. Um, but then, yeah, it, it has led to this progression of getting more and more into the marathon, which is something I had not, I again, only had run two. And then, so I ran Boston 14, uh, Chicago 14, then nothing in the spring of 15 because my son was born. But then um, even before my son was born, my friend was like, we should run New York in the fall of 15. And I was like, ah, all right, my kid will be, you know, like seven, eight months old. Like, that's okay. Um, we'll, we'll manage it. So ran New York, then came back and ran Boston in 16. And that's when I just started like get on this escalator of like more and more marathoning and had more friends into it. And it all has kind of culminated I, I like to say I like squeezed everything I could out of the marathon in like 2017 2018 2019 when I almost qualified for Olympic trials um and broke mind the, the listeners of your the times uh that you oh, ran and the standard you were chasing there I was stand, I was chasing 219.00 and I ran 219.40 then 219.02 and then I came back at Houston 2020 and ran 219.20 um <sighs> which is still honestly something I'm you know, I think this is how it is as a runner. You like maybe with years of hindsight are able to better appreciate what you've done in the moment. It's just like, makes sense. You're like, yeah, of course I would do that. Like, I mean, maybe you're proud or disappointed, but you're like, mm -hmm, it makes sense. And then in hindsight, you're like, whoa, I was really in this mind space <laughs> or in this, like, I didn't appreciate how I was like really fit, even if, you know, like I fell a little bit short. Um, so it's been a pretty cool journey. And then, you know, pandemic happens um start to come back from it i turned during the pandemic in summer 21 i turned 40 and became a master's runner so i'm sort of in this new era of trying to explore you know like what is exciting given that i still love the marathon but i really like smashed it with everything i had for a couple of years there so um i'm headed back to boston in three weeks just it'll be my eighth time i love boston um and we, man we finished i mean everyone should hear we finished next or sequential places i finished one place behind you in 2016 we'd never met and we actually somehow didn't even meet because like of how it all played out like you know the, the marathon finish line um, i'm i'm usually not um doing well at <laughs> marathon finish lines the, oh like, yeah at, the, my my last like at, at um cim fine i was i hit my times like i'm great yeah. but but grandma's i was a shell of myself boston i'm usually I think is I ran the 2014 Boston is my first Boston. And I had to be wheelchaired to um, the like parents meeting area. I, yeah, I, yeah. There's something unique about how you feel at the end of Boston. I actually don't know if I've ever finished a Boston feeling like pretty nice. That, that you're okay. Yeah, I mean, I, it I really takes everything. Yeah. Out of you. yeah. If you do it right, I don't, you know, they're always like, are you okay? And you're like, well, relative to what? Like I'm pretty much destroyed, but like, um, <laughs> It's sort of like one of those questions, like, don't ask me because then I'll start to think about it as opposed to just, if I don't think about it, I shuffle forward towards the family meeting area. Um, I feel like it's very far away, too. The, the, <laughs> the family meeting area is not right nope. there. It's it's, a, it's its own journey. Chicago is the same way. I, I didn't do well at all in Chicago of, um, a year and a half ago. And okay. I remember to get to the last name O meetup was so far yeah. <laughs> i was just like taking one step at a time like i don't know if i can make it there. i know yeah and they're like 
it's that whole thing of like, do I sit on the curb and like loosen my shoes? Cause if I sit on the curb, the hamstrings could seize up and then I could be totally screwed. Um, it's just hilarious. So yeah, I mean, I am, um, I'm super excited for Boston. I'm a master's runner and that's always like a fun, I I'm trying to, I'm still, uh, I'd be curious to talk in a few years to see how I've like settled into being a master's runner by then. I'm still like debating like how to, think about um this new subdivision because i still want to think of it as a race amongst everyone i'm with you know like mm-hmm. and that's why you go to the boston in particular you have um all these top men you have women um who are total badasses um and you know straight up could i've been beat by many women at the boston marathon so um it's so then you like can slice it by age division which i think maybe every guest would have their own thoughts on i choose to try to experience the race in the moment and not over obsess it like really try to black it out almost and then ap- maybe in the aftermath things like oh okay how did i finish like something to appreciate but i find the if i focus on it during the event it sends me in like the wrong direction mm-hmm. you know i start to like almost it's like when you're rather than looking ahead and being like can i catch that guy can i catch that person it's it sends me more into like okay well I'm in this place. I hope I don't slip anymore, you know, and that's just the wrong mindset. Even if it's like, you're literally staying in the same place. Um, I find it to be a little bit backward looking. Um, and so, yeah, I'm still reconciling that. Cause I think it can be fun to compete within a division. Um, or to be like, yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to meet that badass 26 year old who just graduated college <laughs> and is like firing on all soldiers. But, um, at the same time, you and I both know that feeling of like when you're, you, you're finishing a marathon you're rolling and you, you see up in the distance like some guy you recognize and you're like oh, i'm gonna go catch that guy like he's a, i mean you know he's not probably having his best day but like i don't care like it's motivating in the moment so um, that's, that's a fun thing about i guess like where both of us are in in this like kind of like time zone of marathoning is like in the the two really even like 217 to 225 range it's yeah. a lot of us have been the same people for like 10 years <laughs> and so like a lot of time I'll, I'll pass him like oh man like i've been racing him since my junior year of high school like so cool like, at the finish line a lot of like oh what's up man like what's up greg like people yeah. that i i know and it's it's cool but i think i think that's really good advice for for staying like in more of in the moment of the race um because this boston's gonna be a little weird for me too because my last four marathons have been entirely just about a time just oh, about yeah. getting that that otq and, and i got it at cim nice. so this one is is a little i don't i don't really know like i'm the second to last person in the elite field like, <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i got in because multiple people scratched when they were making the announcement like i was on a waiting list okay um, yeah, the, yeah. the people nearest to me are a minute ahead of me I'm kind of in the zone of like, I just might be running 26 miles alone you for might, the most part, yeah. which is, you know, could be fun, could be, could be bad. We'll, <laughs> we'll kind of see. I don't want to get too caught up in, in, you know, and I, I must confess, I've been looking at some people's Stravas for like the next three guys ahead of me and they're doing <laughs> yeah. workouts. So like, I know I cannot do, Oh wow. even though our times are like 30 seconds apart yeah. in, in the marathon, I'm like maybe they're overtraining. And I think it's, I think it's a bad thing to do. I I, yeah. I know that I did that this week and I, I followed like three people and I was like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't <laughs> be looking at their workouts. That's a different person. It's a different plan, but yes. no, I've done yeah, the same it's, thing. It's, it can be scary just getting caught up in like, how am I going to place? Who am I going to chase? I but think, I'll be um, so excited. I mean, yeah, listeners should know. So you'll start a half hour before us because they've moved the men's elite start to uh, pretty early in the 
hour of starting waves. Um, and yeah, I mean, I knock on wood, wood won't see you out there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I really hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would, um, but I'll be. You're like, I'm excited for your race, and I'm excited to hear how it goes because it is this thing of like, yeah, you're going to be right lining up with a bunch of badasses, but also it is Boston, and you have Boston experience, and so you have to think of that as an advantage for you because it's just. I mean, I'm a writer, and I've like written so many different metaphors about what Boston is like. I've my latest that came to mind was like, it's sort of like if you tip to the dining room table and all the China starts like flying down the table, you're like, woohoo. And then it goes smashing against the floor and you're like, Ooh, that's not so good. <laughs> so like, that's kind of like what it happens to people. They're like, they hit like mile 10 and they're like, I'm cooking. And then they hit mile like 13 and then 16 is downhill. And they're like, Oh God. Um, and so <laughs> I've seen that happen. I mean, some of my buddies, I was looking back at old splits, uh, a, f- a friend of mine in 2019, I thought was for sure going to beat me. He was super fit. He ran 70 minutes for the half marathon. And then he ran 80 minutes for his second half marathon. And just like, he's like, it was like someone was stabbing both my quads with <laughs> knives. And I'm like, yeah, 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 no, no, totally. That's uh, that's exactly what Boston's like. But then my first one in 2014, <laughs> I went out in 70 and then I ran 84. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, which like. <laughs> It's so silly because if you ran two eighty fours, that would still be a totally fine time. But like, if you ran two eighty fours, it would be smooth. It's like when you're going from seventy to eighty. And yeah, I think my last five k was twenty five minutes. Yeah, you just start to be like, is this Boston is one of the worst places to have like to to be walk jogging because the crowd <laughs> is so motivational. And I remember I was going like eight minute mile pace with a mile to go feeling like I was sprinting and I was like, this is terrible. I never want to experience this again. And the people on the sidelines are going, you can do it. We're yeah. proud of you. It was like, no, you don't understand. This isn't even my cool down pace for a yeah. marathon. Like, this, this is horrible. This, this is bad. Yeah. Please stop cheering for me. But yeah. it's, you're, you're very much out in the, in the open at Boston. Yeah, Maybe no, we can throw in fun. a couple Boston tips at the end. Um, but next question I have for you is um, one that I asked a couple of my friends, like what, what kind of advice would they, um, what would they want to hear from parent runners? And I liked mm. this question. Um, so a lot of us have these plans and, you know, some people print out marathon plans, some mm. people have coaches, all of these things. I think it's a little different with um, if, if you have these very busy schedules, like, like being a parent. So um, since having children, how's your commitment or since having your son, how's your commitment to like a set plan um, oh. changed, especially as, as um, your son's gotten older? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So I only hired a coach last summer cause I've been working with a friend um, who was my training partner and he got injured. So it, we really, and for a while it worked, but like it was only when my son was seven that I hired a coach. And what was interesting was that forced me to articulate a lot of the things that had kind of been just passive, like that mm-hmm. I'd never had to express. And so what I, yeah, it was interesting. What I ended up doing for my coach was saying, you know, here's, roughly the week that works for me. And I think of it as like pockets of time. I mean, parents, anyone would realize this, but like particularly parents, you start to be like, um, on any given season, the pockets of time that you have that will work. And so for me, that looks like, okay, I'm going to try to double on two, these two days because we have aftercare coverage on those two days or you know it it works with our schedule for me to run in the morning and then find time either during lunch or the evening 
to double, um, which had plays into like the overall volume. Um, mm-hmm. And then depending on my son's soccer schedule, that really determines whether I'm going to run long on Saturday or Sunday. Um, I love to run long on Saturday and then like take Sunday really easy. And I mean, when, so I went on a bunch of podcasts after I just missed the OTQ and described all about how like, I'm all about like Saturday long run, hit it really hard and then relax with my, you know, spend time with my son on Saturday afternoon. And then Sunday, you're like, maybe jog, maybe a little bit or maybe lift, but really deprioritize that. But then my son, um, I'm his soccer coach, second grade soccer coach, and those games are on Saturday morning. And so I'm like, well, you know, I think if I wasn't trying to do such hard long runs, I could get up it really early on Saturday and knock it out. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, I'm not going to realistically have a very good, like long run structured workout. If I have to be done, I know people do it, but I'm like, I would, I choose to kind of bump it to the day of the weekend when, uh, he doesn't have that game. Um, and so then, yeah, I mean, the overarching sentiment actually is that as I've thought about other events, Julia, my wife is like, you seem to be able to fit this marathon training in decently well with our life. This ultra marathon training that people talk about sounds like ridiculous, like just too like a bridge too far because like, um, I mean, honestly, what I've started to do as I've ramped up for the last two marathons was think about it. I almost invert it. And I think it less about mileage because I want to run a ton of mileage relative to myself. So I run about a hundred a week when I'm like doing my best. Um, but if you flip it to, you can even do the on Strava to, you know, hours of running a week. Mm-hmm. Then if for me, that's maybe like say 11 to 12, 10, 10 to 12, um, then you can flip it and say, okay, when am I just looking at your, the coming week, when am I going to realistically get those minutes in? Because I, I definitely found over the last few years, there'd be times where I'm like, oh, I'm ready to ramp up volume. And then I'd look at the end of the week and be like, man, I didn't hit the volume I wanted. Why was that? And it was like, oh, because I ran out of time for my double, or I, I, I entirely cut my double, or I ran three miles, even though my body could have gone six, like I just had, had to get home. Um, yeah. So yeah, like that's been a, a constant balance. I mean, my wife, Julie does an amazing job at like understanding that. And I'll be like, okay, I'm headed out here. I'll be home at this time. I really will try to be home at that time. So that's another thing I call out is like, what are the times of the week when I will be back when I say I will versus what are the times when I'm like, okay, I have coverage on, you know, my son and family and work. And if I'm back later, it's not an issue. So like when I go out on Sunday and, you know, try, you know, three by four mile. Um, I'm aware that like uh, things might go sideways in the middle. I might be like totally gassed at the end and I'm not just like jumping in my car and being home exactly at this time Um, versus other times of the week. I'm like, no, I really will be, uh, I'll pick him up from school at four. You know, I'm not going to like, oops, I just ran extra quarters and I didn't pick him (laughs) up from school. Decided to do a long cool down. Yeah. Um, I've definitely have shown up to school. Um, We only live like uh, third half of a mile from school and I've like showed up in my running clothes and my son's like oh <laughs> I guess we're running home from school so it's the benefits of uh, um, having a seven year old but like when I was you know you're still in these ranges where I used to run occasionally run my son to school with a bob stroller lock it up go run a workout uh, come <laughs> back and like unlock the, the stroller and run home um <laughs> Things like I that. see this happening in my future. We're we're really lucky right now with the five PM with, with daycare because he's still yeah. so young. Um, but yeah, when when elementary school comes around, um, 
I don't think I'll do the soccer coaching. I'll trust someone to do that. <laughs> um, so I can run. I think I'm going to be one of those stereotypical. I'm going to be running loops totally. around the soccer complex. Like, that I don't sounds think like I was kind of enjoyable. Yeah. My dad is not a big soccer fan, um, but I was a big soccer player. And so I grew up with my dad, like running around the park, you know, or you know, it's like, particularly after a certain age, um, like the kid is engaged in the practice and the parent, you know, is like, I'll be here in 45 minutes or 55 minutes when it's done. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think of it as like, if I'm going to get it all in, I have to be really, uh, optimized for what are the chunks of the week, right? Um, mm -hmm. just like the time blocking. And then, um, I've also like raved about how much, uh, weightlifting has helped me over the years. And it's, to me, I was always injured in college and it's kept me really resilient and, um, probably, you know, stronger and, more able but also like i can tell when i don't do my weightlifting routine that how much my body starts to get really sore from the running um and for me that's been this thing that i've raved about and ended up recording a youtube video about which was like a 20 minute lifting routine in my basement um because i was like you know at the time it was about like 2015 2016 will was like one or two um and i was like i'm just not gonna go to the gym like when is, that's when's that gonna happen sure, um, yeah yeah you know. <laughs> it's a choice but i mean you can go to the gym or, or run yes. really yeah i was like it's not gonna it would be eating from the same time buckets it's just like didn't mm -hmm. make sense which i follow any number of people who like hit all these awesome routines after their runs and i'm like yeah that's awesome um i think i feel okay about it because things have gone pretty well with me just like using kettlebells in the basement and i ended up buying a like hex bar deadlift for the basement and like some you know all the whatever you call them like the whole setup and i'm like yeah this this costs like 300 dollars, but i'm i've had it for many years now and it um yeah it's 100 dollars a month for a lot of the gym exactly you're like okay how can i set this up and so now that my son will is older he kind of knows like he'll come downstairs and i'm like 10 minutes into a 20 minute lifting routine and you know like red in the face and like you know muscles are screaming i'm like at times I'm like a little, if I have like a <laughs> 190 pounds, like lifted off the floor and he walks in, I'm like, move, you know, like, I don't want him like, <laughs> like getting close to me as I'm dropping this, um, this weight on the floor. So, you know, he's, he's like, I'm going to work, I'm going to lift too. And he like jumps around with like, whether it's the boast hey, in a few years, you'll have a spotter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, my, yeah, I'm like, we're going to just like, uh, tip you know like he's gonna get stronger mm. i'm gonna get less strong and at some point he'll just take over well, i think i think that's um pretty good advice that you have for the these these time pockets because that's something i super relate to um because with with my coach i've been with um david roche for oh, a yeah. while now and like he's one of the things he's really good about is me like being like hey i can't work out wednesday there is like um i've got to be at daycare at this time and i've got like open house at this time yeah. or whatever. And I think like one of the things I've learned is that like a set schedule doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like nice to have a plan. Um, but I, I think maybe, uh, maybe you're late and other people have run in college, like in college, it just really feels like boom, you boom, have boom. to do this thing. Like Wednesday is the primary workout and like you have to hit it. You, you're going to measure yourself up against your teammates, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and in the real world, like if you're not a full-time professional runner, like it's really just kind of <laughs> when you can get it done. And sometimes I've, I've skipped workouts, but like, you know, I did not have time. I've also done workouts where I did a half mile cool down or less. Yeah. I, I remember finishing <laughs> one last winter where I did like 
like four or five by a mile. I like changed as soon as the bell rang, drove to the track, yes. did these reps, looked at my watch as like, oh, te- daycare is a 10 minute drive away <laughs> and I've got three minutes to spare. Oh. So I ran one one lap around the track and I just ran like 440 for the last rep, like, no. ran a lap around the track and got in my car. I remember as I was driving, I was like, my legs feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I've also, I th- and I think um, this past fall for my block, I did something I was calling them the dad double. I was oh. running... A, I sometimes have about an hour to to 80 minutes between like the bell ringing and like needing to be in my car to drive to daycare. Okay. And I was doing, I was running for an hour. So between eight and nine miles, getting in the car, driving 15 minutes, getting him, driving five minutes back to our house and then running three miles, pushing a stroller. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes four. So I was didn't, getting in 12 miles with a, yeah. you know, a 30 minute break in the middle. And uh, I, I think it worked. Yeah. I felt, I felt, Pretty good. I feel like you can trust up. your, like, particularly if you have some experience, you can trust, like, to what immediately what jumps to mind for me is, like, your sort of glycogen levels, like, like whether you're not, you know, you're just crashing. That's like, if you find yourself, you know, feverishly checking for any leftover snacks in the back seat, that's like a sign that yeah. like, maybe you need to, like, smooth things out a little bit. But yeah, you don't need, I mean, it was hilarious. I, um, in the spring of 21, I got asked by some of the Bowerman. I run for Bowerman Track Club Elite, just like the amateur division of the Bowerman Track Club. And some of the pro women who were preparing for the Olympic trials, who had a whole handful of them had come back from Flagstaff and were looking for a pacer. And we happened to have like similar PRs. And so um, word got to me and another friend like, hey, would you be interested in helping these badass women prepare. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like really interesting. I mean, it sounds, I'd love to see what a pro workout looks like. I'd love to like help these aspiring athletes in any way. And like, th- that was the thing that stood out to me. They're like, okay, so uh, meet at the track. I had to move around some work stuff at the time, but they're like, meet at the track at 10. Workouts should start around like 11, 10, like 10, 50, 11. I'm like, oh, okay. If you're, if we think we're going to start at 11, I'll show up at 1030. I'm going to jog for 20 minutes, <laughs> hit, hit a couple strides. And then the thing I would, it would just make me burst out laughing was that you start to hear the sound of the percussion guns. So it's like, Oh yeah, I'm yeah. ready to start. Like, I'm like, we have, I have, and I don't feel like I, you and I probably have pretty good routines, like some warm up miles, some strides, like a little bit of mobility. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm not like shortchanging it, but like if once I heard all the massage guns coming out, I'm like, they're not starting anytime soon. Um, and I think that actually, particularly for a hard workout, is like almost more daunting. It's like you're just putting off the inevitable first rep. That, so, I mean, what I was going to say when you were saying moving around workouts or skipping workouts is I've definitely had times where I'm like, what would a, like a, you know, I know this has been written about, but like, what would a BB minus look like today? You know, just like, just not obsessing the like, optimum pace from the first rep like all this stress versus just being like yeah i'm just gonna get in some solid and i know like i think your coach does quite a bit of uh fart like work as well like minute-based mm-hmm. work where you're like yeah let, let, let me just not even worry about the watch let me like given everything that's going on let me get the minutes in and start there um because there's so much value i've, in I've kind of made my my like habit of like wednesday the wednesday the weekday workout i never look for anything like my Strava is not flashy. <laughs> you can scroll through like none of it is stuff that like for the most part, yeah. like a college freshman or sophomore couldn't do. Yeah. Um, from time to time, like I will, some of my long run workouts like are, are good. Those are where I thrive a bit, but like 
I know I do. I did 10 by a K yesterday. It was the most long reps I've done in this whole cycle. And I remember like doing 14 by a K yeah. in college. Yeah. And like my fastest one was 257 yesterday. And in college, we're like, oh, that's a failure. I should have averaged <laughs> 255. And now I'm like, 257 is pretty fast. Yeah. I don't need to run any sub five miles in the marathon or even close to it. So like, it was good. Um, I think going in with the expectation, like it's just, it's to get the workout done yeah. and and to get like a, a fitness gain on the day, not to, not to um, win Strava, not to win Strava, basically, which I definitely like younger was like trying to, I was trying to impress every workout. I was trying to hammer the last one, have some, some good times. Yeah. You I have think, the thing like, of like, you want the workout to go well and then for it to be so well that like it gives you confidence. And then it sure. Like, I mean, I definitely had, particularly as I had those years where I was improving, I mean, yeah, it's super vain and it's super like addictive to get texts or like comments from your friends like, holy shit, you lit this up. Da, da, da. And like, it's not what's core, but like, man, it's uh, certainly nice to have. And it gives you this like real lifting effect of like, I'm getting fitter mm -hmm. and fitter. So I think it is, it can be, uh, it takes a real like ego, ego gut check to be like, okay, I just need to like get through this. Um, and I mean, and then there are times like I've been fortunate so for instance, I was saying like the times when I'm not on the hook, like I would often work out with my teammates at 645 on Wednesday mornings. And so those were times when I'd be like, I'm not going to be back um, to drop off Will at daycare. Um, I'll just like be mindful of my own first meeting of the day. And then I could just like show up and ride the train and like try to stay on the pack of, you know, mm -hmm. teammates who were, were ripping. And then hopefully in hindsight, be like, wow, that went really well. Um, but not, uh, uh, that helped me over the years, particularly as I was like doing faster and faster workouts to not obsess the paces, uh, because it is a whole different, I've been working a lot more solo recently just cause, um, the, I would say that the parenting, uh, wave has hit a lot of my training partners. So guys are off on different maps I and mean, some moved mm -hmm. away, you know, like, cause that's the thing, like fam people you know will they'll have children and then they'll say like oh we're, now we're going to move for this job or for to be closer to family and say so like you know really trusted training partners like life can take them in different directions over the years so yeah i mean that's um i think constantly being able to adapt and staying true to like the intent of the workout without obsessing like all the details is super huge I think that's a that plays pretty well into like parenting, right? Like we have our expectations <laughs> about things are going to go, and then we're like, well, let's just try and like, is the kid alive? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> we can go on to, to tomorrow. Then. Success for today. Um, yeah, exactly. So the reason for the next question, I want to. Um, so we just kind of talked about how um, we've been able to keep running, and in some ways, how um, how parenting is has like how our running has shifted with parenting. Um, what? How do you think running has helped you as a parent? Yeah. I mean, I think this is like, oh, it's like so core to like so many things that I think about that. Um, I mean, I think there's like, when we say running, you and I are talking about, I think like a whole sandwich of like types of running. So there's like the, the core mm -hmm. sanity of like, yeah, once I was, my son was a few weeks old and I had enough sleep to get out for my first like few miles. There's the feeling of normalcy amongst like a sea of change, which was really, um, meaningful to me. Um, and has consistently been that like the chance to, I think as a parent, your identity shifts, your time shifts, the expectations shift. Um, and so, yeah, I used to run in the morning a decent amount before my son was born. And then honestly, I was looking at my Strava and it was very early 
um, when my son was really little because he would get up pretty early. He sleeps a little bit later now. And so I tend to start, get out the door like at a more reasonable, like 6.15, 6.30 hour. But it used to be like out the door at 5.15, And so in those first, I've given it like thought over the years that as he's gotten older and realized in those first couple of years, um, being a really good parent means mostly showing up consistently, being patient, being caring, and just like moving from one thing to the next and not like losing your temper or, you know, um, just like not providing core things, but it's hard to like really maximize being a parent when, especially when the little ones are really little. And so navigating like my marriage relationship evolving, being a parent and wanting to be good at both, but like, what does that even mean? It, it actually is easy for me to understand why I went so deep into marathoning in those first couple of years of his life. Cause it was this thing that was like, um, I could pour myself into given that, that I had enough energy and was still was sleeping. Well, it like gave me this thing I could, that paid off. Like the more I tried, the more it gave me. And I know that's true of all levels, but it really stood out as a thing. Um, when, yeah, the rest of my life felt like, Oh, it's wonderful but it's evolving and it's out of my control. <laughs> so marathon's a fickle thing to say it was in my control, but it, yeah, it's a, it definitely gained an importance for that sense of like, for instance, the morning run of like, I don't know what the rest of my day looks like and I might not be in control of my time, but if I get out first thing, I can have that like time to myself and that like quiet tranquility of um, some miles in the darkness feels um feels really nice and I, i've gotten a bit um addicted to it, like used to that um setting the pace for the day um and then yeah i mean i think as i got more and more into i've written about this recently like uh last year for father's day i wrote about the endurance dad dilemma um and posted an ultra sign up it was all about like i started to get irked like so i'll link that oh, in, yeah. the, in the podcast notes because that, that's a fantastic like that essay brought me to tears oh. dude <laughs> i was like exactly how i was feeling in that moment like it was like i think a lot of a lot of parents like yeah can you, can you summarize a little bit about like what you wrote Just about this there? idea of like we know it starts off with an anecdote of like my son when he was two associating like oh if like dad's not here, he must be running. And so I won't spoil it, but it's like, he just, I realized, Oh, like my son is only two. And he, he, he understands when I'm away. Like you sort of tell yourself lies as a parent. You're like, Oh, I can do this or this. And they don't know. This, da, da, da. And, um, I became, it became pretty grounded to me early in his life. Like he's aware when I'm not there and maybe it's fine. You know, maybe he's thriving, he's taken care of, but, um, he was really associated. Anytime I wasn't there, I was probably off running. Um, cause that's something he got. Um, and with a two year old right now, it's like the same oh, yeah, when I, I touch my running shoes, miles, my son goes, daddy running. <laughs> and like, and he knows like, and when I'm gone Saturday mornings is kind of like, yeah, that's my, that's the time where like, again, we can't shout out our wives enough here. Like the fantastic human beings yes. who do so much. And on Saturday, like my wife allows me to go and do, my my kind of big workout for the week um and he'd note like miles will be like where's daddy and she'll be like where do you think he is and he'll say he's running yes it's like right but like hearing that from your two-year-old yeah. like knowing like they you know your presence is not there and they know what you're doing that starts to like yeah uh, you, you kind of have an existential it crisis de it definitely like drives it home. right about and but i know that these things 
I mean, it's related to identity, like our identities evolve, but there's still core pillars that are super important to us and make us feel like ourselves. So I got a little irked when I heard, I felt like I heard for too many, the thousandth time, like, oh, I'm doing this ultra marathon to prove to my children that they can do hard things. And you're like, okay, maybe, but also you're probably doing it because it makes you feel whole as a person. So um, that has to be valid too. I mean, I heard some mm-hmm. famous person being like, I'm hiking the Appalachian Trail so I can prove to my kids that they can do hard things. I'm like, you're going to be gone for months, man. Like, or, or I think in this case, <laughs> the kids were going to be on the trail at some point. I'm like, so that's a shared experience or something. But like, I just felt like it was a little bit too much of a glossing over the complexity that I think you're getting into with your this mm-hmm. podcast of like, it is a give and take and it requires a tremendous amount of support. And so for me as an endurance dad, I labeled it, I realized both like I needed to, it forced me to face the facts. I need to be more present when I was parenting, not like checking those Strava results like we talked about because I was guilty of that. And also um, I do think parents can use it as a meaningful form of focus like when i'm out in hopping hopkinton in two and a half weeks it's going to be like i don't actually think my son cares all that much how much i finish he's still young enough my son's seven almost eight he thinks like um you know i can name any number and he's like woohoo and he like I, i've fallen into a um, rhythm of i like give him my medals and then he like stacks them up over by his dresser <laughs> and um so you know it's like trying to pay off this thing of you know, I'm gone and you realize that it's not like you, I miraculously, like nothing is lost. No, like the time taken away is, um, it pulls from somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely have particularly as I, like in these sections where I'm ramping up mileage, I'm like, man, you know, like when I, if I go and double, that's like, even if it's just like 35 minutes, it's like 35 minutes. I'm not just sitting on the floor with him, like playing a game. So as long as I've sort of reconciled as long as that, then when I'm back, I'm not like, you know, on my phone, not paying attention, trying to like focus on, you know, breaking the cycle of being apart by saying like, Hey, can I read you a book or could we like do something together? Um, so that then you're pushing, you know, like it sounds silly, but you could be like, what's your, you know, what your workout training strategy is for the week. Be like, what is your parenting strategy? You know, what, meaningful things that your kid might remember are you going to do that week uh, whether it's like you know just playing on the floor or like reading a book or going to the zoo like what are you going to actively engage in and so i mean that's one thing i was going to touch on was like uh we got to hang out at grandma's last june and then i i mean totally indulgently i went to western states the next weekend and helped pace a friend and so then i really tried to lean in <laughs> To my, I knew my son at six, seven years old was not going to miss that I had been gone for two weekends. So I was like, okay, that next weekend, you get to pick like whatever you want to do. And we ended up going to the coast and camping for two nights and just like trying to lean into, again, like making in the same way that we make memories as like, you know, I'm going to fly to this race and it's going to be epic. Trying to like do the opposite um, really awarely with um, parenting so that it's like something we refer back to and have a lot of fun talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, yeah, that's the hardest, like, it, that's why that essay was so great. It's really hard. Like I want to use part of the motivation in my race, but I remember like there's all these Saturday mornings that Meg watched miles for two and a half yeah. hours. So I could go and do a 20 mile run, like, and drive 15 minutes to go do it instead of running from our doorstep. Like there's a lot of time I recognize, like I do 
add extra time to these things to do it in a, in a comfy way where like I live in a great town for running. I could run from my yeah. doorstep, but I'll often drive 15 minutes to a dirt yeah. road and that adds 30 minutes. And like when I'm in the middle of a race, part of my brain is like, make sure this was worth it. Like make sure all, all the like book reading time on the living room floor that I missed, like wasn't for nothing. Yeah. And then remembering too, like, I think instead of just saying like, I'm, I think that's really um, like meaningful pointing out that some people like it's to motivate my kid, which, my kid's two. Like he's, <laughs> by the time he's old enough to realize I'm marathoning, I, I already know I'm, I'm not going to be taking this that seriously. I, I'm I'm pretty happy with what I've done so far. I don't I don't see like a 20 year plan for me <laughs> left in, in marathoning, probably for yeah. fun, but not not like how I'm doing it now. But I think it's also like important to remember, like yeah, I like I also like training for the marathon because I love pushing myself. I, I think it's like one of our human natures is to try not to be think that we're being too selfish mm-hmm. but i actually do think as parents like sometimes you have to remember like what makes you yeah. you what is the thing that like that if you're happy and, and fulfilled and you can actually give your your time to parenting but with, without being a neglectful parent like that's so, well i mean that's yeah. like so hard right i i started to get i mean it probably came about through dealing with the angst of realizing i was gone for all these pockets of time but i i have spent enough time thinking about how like what we're doing is not totally normal and it's not totally part of like the sort of stereotype of American culture. And I was, I, I have gotten angsty over the years and been like, you know, like commercial America wants you to like sit in your lazy boy as a dad, like what have the football game on, like drink beer and just like be there. But like, are you even really there? And so like, yeah, it's a bit of a unconventional act to be like, I'm going to get up and like expend a, ton of my energy on a weekend morning <laughs> and so i was feeling guilty about it but also being like yeah but then if i correspondingly like don't just you know turn on the tv and watch football all afternoon and be sort of that like blot out like cliche of a dad um not that all dads are but just like really lean into how can i be present um then i think it can balance out and i think it is because it is i mean julia has pushed back on over the years when people say like oh she's the hero um you know peter's doing all this running but um you know his wife is the hero she's like that makes it sound like i'm somehow like this is being impressed upon me and like she didn't like how that sounded because it sounded like i was just taking advantage of her and she was willing to put up with it where she's like no i like try to she tries to make the most of those hours and like you know how it can be as a parent sometimes we talk about like when when both parents are there or especially like when grandparents are there then the kids like getting a ton of uh, attention, but like no one in, none of that focused attention. So like really trying to lean into making the most of the time that you have, um, in different chunks. Um, and yeah, it's a, I mean, but I'm excited. Like miles will be when he just turned two. He turns two, uh, in a week and a half. So he'll be almost three, um, at the trials in Orlando next year. And I I think he'll definitely Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's a funny age. I think we'll remember some things when three, cause they were like the big things that we talk, both documented and then mm-hmm. talk about. So that'll be ex- super exciting. I think he'll mostly remember, uh, I'm taking like three or four days of school off afterwards. We're going to yeah. Disney. I'm like, we're going to be out there. <laughs> I don't know how much a three-year-old will enjoy Disney, but I think seeing people in costumes is gonna be like the highlight of his life. So he might remember a little like running part, but mostly he's going to remember like the time Wait, he saw needs, Mickey Mouse. Hold on. This needs to be a thing that, <laughs> Is like talked about and documented. It's going to be all of the 
parent parent men and women post race who are at Disneyland the next day just hobbling around like I'll be there in a second. <laughs> <laughs> you may see some of the most fit parents of all yeah. time hobbling to, in, in line to It's a Small World. Like, I'll just pay for the, <laughs> the day yeah, after. Give me a golf cart. I can't even move my legs. Uh, I, I I dislike Florida for a whole lot of reasons, particularly <laughs> as like you know an advocate for social justice yeah. and as a teacher and as a parent. But I will say I'm just a little excited about being able to go to Disney as part of this trip. Um I'm I'm just I'm not a big Disney fan. I went with my parents like five or six years ago because there was a bowl game there, oh. and I remember going as an adult and being like, "Oh man, I hate this place." <laughs> I don't like lines, and I actually I don't like crowded public places. It's just <laughs> things that I don't really like. So I'm like, okay, this three seems like a good. We can take like a five yeah. or six year gap before the next visit. After like he'll remember, and we'll go back later when he can actually ride some rides. Yes. And baby number two is a little older. Yeah. Um. So I have two more questions for you, so you can get back to your your children. They're kind of linked to each other. Um, feel free to, um, answer or, or not answer, um, these. So for like advice that you've re- you received for, um, parenting or, or even balancing this hobby, I kind of wanted to like, do you have any parent runner role models? Um, and did you learn anything from your own parents, um, that helped you oh. kind of balance everything? What are some, some, um, the friends and family that, you, that have helped you in this journey? Yeah. I mean, it's both like, detailed i mean my joke about the parenting is that all i say is like someone said sleep when the baby sleeps when uh <laughs> when the baby's really little and that's like so silly but you actually if you do it you feel more sane um and that's mm-hmm. in the first like you know three months the and then i mean yeah i think the it's i get hesitate to like give too much advice because i do feel like we've already talked for a while on about the benefits and the privilege that we have to be able to lean into these things um i came from mm-hmm. you know a marriage a home where my parents were still married and they like were able to make time for things that they were passionate about um so i mean my dad has been a runner my whole life i always knew like he was if he wasn't there when i woke up he was like out running on the roads um and he wasn't he didn't compete a ton when i was um at least a old enough to be aware but um i was aware that like hobbies like that were uh, you know just like okay things to invest yourself in and that there was value in that and that there was uh like life around so i don't think it's a huge uh i wrote an essay years ago called raised a runner about like the value of you know giving a full effort to pursuits um and how that was valued in my family life um growing up and how that's sort of manifested in my, at the time that was like the Chicago marathon, like I mentioned where my son had yet to be born, but I was like, I, this has meant a lot to me. Um, and I hope I wish it for, you know, my own son. Um, I do think that, you know, it takes a shitload of communication, you know, around 2019 when people were like, how are you continuing to improve and almost making the trials? Because it was more for me that improvement, like we know any number of parents who are badasses who like have three kids and like then also make the trials and it just seems like it flows naturally. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess that works. Um, They they are able to make their, it works for them. I was continuing to improve by like being able to like continue to try and fail in running and try and fail in parenting and marriage, you know, just like 
I would say that I communicated as well as I could. And my, if my wife was on this podcast, she'd be, I'd be like, yeah, it was only like the 17th <laughs> time you came home late from a long run that I realized like, just don't assume Peter's going to be home on time. Um, but I mean, I, to keep it really real, like there was a whole period where I would be like, yeah, I'll be back by noon. And then I would be consistently home by like one. And Julia would be like, why are you home? So why are you always later? And I was like, I think I'm honestly lying to myself. Like I didn't want to admit to myself that it like all in all it was going to, you know, guys were going to be a few minutes late. Then we were going to like have to take a break, get some nutrition, da, da, da. like just the whole thing wrapped together was more hours than I was accounting for. And I would do that weekend in and out. And it's taken me a while to be like, yep, I'm going to leave here. So I'll be home <laughs> in four hours. And it's just like, ah, oh, it sounds horrible, but it's like, well, you are going to run better to be honest up yeah, front. <laughs> so much better. She's like, you do. You, and it took her being like, do you realize it's easier for me? And I'm less you know, like upset. Like if you just say, I'll be at this time. And then you are, then my expectations are calibrated versus. So I would encourage people to do what I, it's taken me a long time to do. And I still don't always do, which is like, try to be estimate accurately um, and be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then your loved ones, because yeah, they're, um, there are all sorts of, particularly with one child, like there's all sorts of ways of like uh, having a community that can account and make time for this stuff. Um, but not if you're sort of like lying to yourself in the process. <laughs> I've got, I've gone into that trap, um, a lot of times. I think, um, like the only way I've been able to kind of improve upon that, I should take your suggestion, Mike, look, I'm going to be gone for three hours. <laughs> I've, uh, I've just kind of run a lot more things solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I run with a lot of like 23 25 year olds that are in town there's a lot of like recent grads who are fit and like they'll text me hey man i'm running 20 minutes late and i don't know how to respond with like i can't do that like you do not understand like you overslept because you went to the bar i that's that is going to get me in trouble with my wife understandably i'm that's three miles i could run so i i've kind of i've left people i've started my runs and gotten in 20 minutes back okay well i'm doing 16 you're now doing 13 with me you can tack on after because I think also being upfront with training partners too can be like, look, like this, this is the time period that has to happen. So like, if I saw the massage guns coming out, I'd be, I would do the same thing as you. Like, I'm going to keep running. Like, I'm going to attack yeah, on mileage. What are like, we doing here? I don't have time what for this. What I actually think, like, yeah, like, the, uh, this is super silly, but um, when we would meet, when we meet on Wednesday mornings, we meet running around a field um, and then we go, we kind of like jog over and commence the workout wherever we're going to go on the road or this other path. But the idea of like warming up in a circle allows guys to show up whenever they want. And you, you sort of talk about like, when's the workout going to start? Not when are you going to show up? Because some people want to get there and do like activation drills and or some people want to, you know, when we're marathoning, I've shown up and put in five mile warm ups or six mile warm ups. Um, and so it allows it you're less dependent on other people's schedules if you do something like that. And it could be not just like mm-hmm. a running around a field. It could be running around like even a short loop like oh i'm just gonna and that to me is yeah it reduces because then if like let's say like i'm about to run out the door and then will want something i'm like he's am i gonna actively like just not help him so that i can get like this half mile in i'm like okay like let me get him the thing get him settled um because maybe julia ran up to take a shower and then if i know that i'm not holding up the other guys they can start whenever they want to i think that's been a meaningful change um 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, because yeah, being 20 minutes late, half hour, you know, it's like whatever. Like, I mean, and then you actively, I don't know about you, I actively have to like block out when they're like, oh, and I can't wait to watch like three college football games this afternoon. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are going to just chill. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the hardest things about like doing this, this like trying to train pretty hard and parent is like, I know when I'm when I'm driving back from this 20 mile long run, like that there is probably two to three hours before nap time. I think like we still yes. have nap time because it's two, like there's, there's two to three hours left where it's like, I can't come home and do what I did pre-child, which was take a two yeah. hour nap after every single long run. Like sometimes I'll nap when he's napping, but more often lately, like I get back, we do two hours of playing. I might be going straight to the park. I've just put pants <laughs> on over my half tights before and walk to the park, like hobble to the park. And then when he's down, like I, I was already gone for totally. two or three hours. Like we do chores. Like I've got yeah. stuff that I need to do to, to do my part in the household. And like, I know my friends are eating oh. brunch and napping and I'm like, I don't even want to hear the scores. I don't <laughs> care. I didn't watch any March madness and I've been too, I, yeah. I like sports. I've been just yeah. too busy. Like I'm trying to do well at teaching, trying to do well at parenting and I've got Boston. Like yeah. I don't have time for this extra enjoyment thing. I will check yeah. Twitter and see what the scores are so I can talk to my <laughs> students about it, but I, I can't watch it. <laughs> I don't have that That's time. Awesome. Um, and you know, like trying, trying to stay present and like, I've, you know, I've been guilty of like looking at my yeah. phone when I'm just got back from a long run. I've, one of the reasons I love my wife so much is she's very blunt. She like, she will yeah. call me out immediately. It's, it's not going to be a wait four weeks and tell me she'll on the fifth time. She'll say, Hey, this has been a thing for a couple of oh. weeks now and you haven't listened and she'll give it to me straight, which is awesome. And I love her so much. Um, but if I'm staring at my phone after I've already been gone, she's like, Hey, be yeah. present. Like you're here with well, me. Like, Absolutely. My sense I'm sorry. How many people are across many hobbies and many like lifestyles is like, we're all, that's there's so many things pulling our times these days. So like, yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Well, that is an wow. hour. Thank you so this much for, for giving us time. I, I, I know, I know how um, valuable time is. I think we talked about it a good amount here. Um, but yeah, thanks for, for being my oh. first guest. Um, I hope first of, of many, but you know, uh, pretty busy, yeah. so we'll see. I know you're busy. <laughs> we'll see how many times I can I do this. People, Maybe uh, have you suggest? I'm, there's any number of people. I think like it's like a lot of these things. Like I write a lot when I think that things are being discussed at like a semi-interesting surface level, but I feel like there's more richness to be dug into. Like there's any number mm-hmm. of interviews with parent runner parents, and I'll probably send you different suggestions because there's like you know in the in the an hour long, like, you know, interview with a runner. It's like, Oh, and how, question six, how do you fit it all in? And they're like, Oh, da, 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 da. And then it's like, no, but like some of the geeky details I think is where it, like the rubber hits the road and makes it sort of interesting. So, um, I mean, I, I think Kira D'Amato was, like, she's always talking about like doing these different routines and her kids are doing like workout next to her as she's doing, you know, she's total badass. And so you're like, Oh yeah, you don't get in as much like any, as many discreet, like, elite level like workouts that she does and unless you're like having fun with it and making you know her family like a part of it so she would be a great oh yeah guest we'll get, here so we'll see we'll if make I, that can... work. I, have, I know people <laughs> that, know people, that'd, so be that'd, be, that'd, be that'd be nice but yeah i think um the goal is to keep it to about this length so you can listen to it on your on <laughs> your run um away from your kids maybe um and and pull in some stuff that you can improve your running and in your parenting uh being present, that kind of stuff yeah. uh, when you get home. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. And that's a wrap on the first episode of the Parents Who PR podcast. 
Thanks for joining us today. I hope that you learned something um, about your own training, about your own life, about parenting, whether you are one, are going to become one, or just wanted some insightful tips. We hope to have some more episodes coming to you soon. Thanks for listening.